0: Hey everyone, Jerry Kirk here with my very first solo podcast. And today I want to talk about how to deal with bad news. Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior Consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is, my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way and that my biggest successes my happiest moments came through connections with people who cared about me it's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together we are not self-made we are community made but the real question is how will we do it this podcast will give you the answers Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and you are listening to the Community Forged podcast. So I'm recording this from my friend's house in Kitchener, Waterloo. I'm down here for the week. I've been uh, spending a lot of time. At a, a client, doing some consulting, helping them out, and it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Hadn't uh, seen my friends in a really long time, and uh, tomorrow I'm going to see another friend of mine. That wow, uh, <laughs> he was my roommate in university, and I've only seen him once since then. So uh, I'm super excited to see him again. Tomorrow will be my last day. I'll be heading heading back home. Uh, well, heading to Toronto at least. And then, uh, staying overnight with another friend that I, um, <laughs> did some consulting work with, um, wow, at least probably a decade ago and he's now doing some urban farming. So I'm really, really interested to see, uh, see what he's got going there. So, uh, today, yeah, I want, I want to talk about, um, uh, a situation that happened just before I came down with, um, with my son, uh, Graham and I. And, uh, Graham, he's been wanting this, he's wanting a a hamster for, for a really long time. Like I'd say at least a year and, you know, for quite a while, my wife in particular, wasn't too excited to, you know, to get a, a rodent in the house for whatever reason. Uh, but recently we decided that, um, you know what, now it's time, right? There's no, no point in waiting any longer. And so we'd let Graham know. Yeah, Sure. Let's get you a hamster. And so we just started diving in, like, like really diving in. Like when Graham gets excited about something, you'll spend hours and hours just doing research and trying to soak up as much information as you can. Uh, I think he gets that learner mentality from, from, for me, but well, maybe my wife too. Um, so yeah, he's been diving in. He's been like, you know, trying to find like the, the optimal, size for the hamster cage and, you know, what are the right kinds of exercise and, and diets? Like, wow. Like the, the, the food options he found from the local, um, you know, pet pet smart store and uh, didn't have all the, all the, 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 proper nutrients, all the right proteins. So he's like combining, you know, this other cat food that has certain protein in with, with his other pet food. I think he found that out by, you know, getting on a, a forum online um, so, you know, he's, he's been really, really taking this to heart, really making the most out of it and I'm super, super impressed by, you know, just, just how much he's, um, he's putting into this, putting his heart and soul. So, so once he had it all figured out, once he got his, you know, his, his, uh, cage set up and in place, you know, poked a uh, hundred or so holes in the top of the cage with a, uh, soldering iron <laughs> out in the cold, mind you. Being in Sault Ste. Marie, it was like, you know, below zero, but gotta do it outside because that stuff just stinks, the plasticky stuff. So we did that out in the cold and um got everything ready to go. And then uh you know, we got the went and got the hamster. And you know, we went to look look for a hamster. There was a few different options, and you know, to no surprise to me, you know, Graham who has this amazing orange hair that, that everyone just raves about. He's certainly an attractive character. Um, he, he picked this hamster that had like these three large orange colored fur spots on it, which um, kind of a weird color to look at, I suppose, but, um, but it looked really cool and definitely wasn't a health issue. So yeah, so he brought her home and he named her Melody and um, just, you know, spent a good while just kind of getting to know her and just giving her the time and space to kind of get acclimatized and um just really enjoying having having her at home and so that's kind of going along well and and um you know hamsters run around in its wheel and um Graham's getting into a routine of you know getting up and putting some more food in and, and and getting the water ready and just giving her a little a little um you know stroke on the on her back and just really wonderful to see this bonding happening. And so, so that's all, it was all good and well. And, and then, um, last Saturday when we got up, uh, Graham went down as usual to, to put some more food in her, in her bowl. And, and she wasn't uh, moving at all. Even, even when he went to, uh, you know, to, to stroke her and, you know, that was unusual. And Graham wasn't sure what to make of that at first. Like she's not, she's not responding. And so, you know, started getting a little concerned. And um, Graham was kind of wondering, wow, like, did she die just seven days after buying her, bringing her home? And so we're doing, trying to figure out what to do, right? And I really encourage Graham to, you know, just focus on, you know, this is a situation, can't, can't change it. Let's just focus on, you know, what we can do. So I'm kind of, I don't want to solve his problem either. I want him to Think through it, and so you know we looked at our options. So you know, we called called the pet store and told them what was going on, and they didn't have too much to share that was helpful. I mean, they said, "Well, you know, you can you can bring the pet back if you want a refund, um, or you know, we could wait till Monday, which would be like two days later, and you know, if she's still alive, we could bring her in, and they would take her to a, um, a veterinarian, which was cool. I didn't know." didn't know it was even an option for hamsters to go see a vet. Um, but that didn't really help us in that moment. So then he was talking to his his friend, Lily, who's had, you know, a few different hamsters and, and guinea pigs and whatnot. And so she was, you know, make suggestions and this and that. And, you know, we did some research online and um, discovered that, um, that actually hamsters can hibernate. So that was like a new window opportunity. Like, oh, maybe maybe that's what's going on. And uh yeah, um I had no idea if hamsters could hibernate and apparently it's not really known why they do it or even exactly um you know how or they're certainly not very good at it from what we read. Um but yeah, I guess if it gets can get too cold or if they don't get enough light, like they need about 12 hours of, of light in in the day. And with uh, Melody the hamster being in the basement, that certainly wasn't happening. Um, but we thought it was it was warm enough with with the heat that we, it goes on downstairs uh, from the furnace. Um, but yeah, so then we started looking at oh well you know um, let's see what we can do to help help revive her maybe maybe she's hibernating, and so I you know, started stroking a little bit. She seemed to have you know again still a little bit of a response but but not a, a lot. But it seemed like there was something going on, so that gave us a little bit of hope. And uh, kind of went about our day. Um, couldn't do too much. You know, Graham kept wandering over and checking, but obviously, you know, there wasn't wasn't any any big change. Kind of went out for a while, and you know, went for a snowshoe walk and just kind of enjoy the outdoors and watched a movie. Had some pizza that night just to kind of have some fun. And uh, you know, as it came time for bed, you know, Graham was shedding some tears. You know, he's kind of feeling the weight of you know maybe this is it you know, maybe she's not hibernating. Maybe she, she has died or she's on her way to dying. And, you know, so I just might do my best to, to comfort Graham in that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. And, and so, you know, so we went to bed and the next morning Graham took a look and, and sure enough, uh, she was pretty confident she was dead. And so a few more tears were shed and, and uh you know it's so, feel so feel for the guy i mean you know, it's been seven to seven days and he's been waiting so long to get a hamster and he finally got a hamster his first pet ever and he's given her so much love and attention and, and and care and just wonderful to see those those qualities you know coming out in graham even more and and you know and then the universe responds by um my hamster dying within a week. So it's hard not to to ask why, right? To to feel like it's not fair. And so that's why I wanted to to share this this story with you. Um, Because, you know, we all face things like that, right? In our life, in our business, as an entrepreneur, you know, there's so many things that happen on our journey. And it's so easy to To get upset, to get frustrated, to to blame um, our circumstances or other people, and a couple of things I've learned from my my journey um, studying this, the Stoics is um, there's a couple of things that they did to really help deal with bad news that I want to pass on, and and these were the things that that Graham and I uh, focused on as well, and the, the first is that you should just expect um, there'd be bad news right in your life so There'd be situations that aren't going to turn out the way you want them to. And to even like plan for that or to anticipate, to anticipate that that could happen. Right. So like with the case of the hamster, you know, certainly we didn't really think about that and it made it harder, but obviously, you know, in the future, now that it has happened, um, certainly Graham's going to be a little more um, aware of that possibility. Um, hamsters are, a little unreliable when it comes to longevity. Um, but even just but other things in life, it's really important to look at the potential downsides of, of the decisions you might make so that, you know, not that you're going to dwell on it or worry about it, but, you know, to think that, okay, yeah, those things could happen. And if so, um, what, what would I do, right? Or just, you know what, be ready in case it does happen mentally. So that was the first thing. The second thing is, you know, to really see that every challenge is, creates an opportunity. So when you do have a challenge, the thing you need to do is to ask yourself, um, you know, what is the opportunity here? What is now possible now that this thing has happened that would not have been possible otherwise, right? And I've seen that happen so many times in my own life. Um, especially over the last year as I really embraced that kind of mindset. And so, you know, I really invited Graham to think about that as well, you know, and, you know, certainly, you know, he grew through that, you know, he got to to, to grieve, he got to deal with, with loss. You know, this is really kind of the first um, close relationship he's had to to grieve over. He hasn't had to deal with like the loss of, of um, you know, a family member. Um, like this. So, um, so that was really, you know, valuable for him in that sense. And to know that, you know, you can, you can love and you can, you can still give and, and care. And that, 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 can, that you know, no matter what happens, it's, it's worth the cost. So, so there's a couple of things I wanted to, to share with you today around, around bad news. One is, you know, recognize that, you know, bad things can happen and, and, and actually, that at the end of the day, there really is no good or bad. There just is, right? Because what seems like a problem or a challenge is really just an opportunity in disguise. Um, it really just all depends on how you frame it. So I hope you found that helpful. And you know, I encourage you to look at you know perhaps something you have in your life right now that feels like a problem or something bad that has happened. Certainly, we got all this coronavirus stuff going around, and it's really just causing a lot of... Um, upheaval and challenge and you know things that um, you know might be altering your your business or your your life and in, in some some difficult way for you or people that you know um, flip that around start to look at you know how how can this situation how can I turn this challenge into an opportunity all right have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.